Well, folks, we're back on the air right here on the Mobile DJ Business Podcast. I'm your host, in case you forgot who I was. I'm Rob Peters. Thanks for tuning in and downloading today. Timely podcast today. Jerry Bazzat is going to be joining me in a minute. We're going to talk about uh, the economic impact of the coronavirus and how it's impacting people and what you should be doing so that you can come out strong through this whole thing. But I wanted to take a moment and thank you all for your patience. As I alluded to in a video I put on Facebook on our feed a few weeks ago, I have a family member, uh, my dad, whose health is uh, failing. So I've been really trying to spread myself a little bit thin and get a little time in with him. So I had to forego a few weeks of doing the podcast, but we're back. We're going to get some content out there to you that you can use. Uh, If you notice, no liner guy. Liner guy, we put him in quarantine because he needed to write some new material. And I probably, Jerry, shouldn't even be joking about that. Jerry Bazzata, everybody, joining me on the podcast today. Welcome, Jerry. Welcome, Robin. Hey, everybody. I hope all are doing well in these trying times. I realize this is unprecedented situations for us. It is within the banking industry, but more importantly, even in our economy and for those of us who are in the entertainment and service industry. So I hope everybody's well. I hope your spirits are up. And more importantly, reconnecting with family, um, that you are getting the support of your loved ones, maybe sitting down around a table, having a dinner as a family and not running all over the place and, and calming the nerves and effects that this is all playing on us, both individually as a community and as a nation. And more importantly, Jerry, we hope you washed your hands before you started listening to the podcast today. I have, I have my, my um, uh, antibacterial soap. I have my hand sanitizer. Um, and my office has been cleaned every day. So um, making sure that it's wiped down. So, And you know what? Great stuff about the family. That's the one thing that I've noticed is uh, for two solid days in a row, Kim Madison and I have had dinner together and it's been really nice and uh, able to be able to reconnect a little bit and have conversations and it's really cool. But I want to dive into how this is impacting the industry. I can't speak for you, Jerry, but I can tell you that here at RPE, we're kind of at a standstill right now. All of our bar stuff is canceled because the governor of Massachusetts has made all of the restaurants takeout only. All of our events pretty much are being rescheduled. I've got one event that is a cancellation outright, and she had paid in full, so we're working that out with her right now. How's it looking for you and and some of your colleagues up in Maine? Um, Right now, the the colleagues up in Maine, uh, you know, again, anything related to the bars, any corporate events. I had a corporate event that canceled on me um, about five days prior to the event. Um, the fortunate thing was they honored all the contracts and they did pay everybody, um, which was a good thing. Um, but I am seeing those rescheduled. Um, so right now it's kind of, we're in our slow period and what little work was coming in or what we wanted to have sort of build up, I think is what's really stressing everybody out. Um, my first wedding isn't until the end of May. Um, couple is still planning to go ahead as is. So I think the real concern right now is how do we handle events from March and April into early May? What are those people deciding to do? 
where are they rescheduling? And then how do we kind of handle that? Um, I think that's the biggest concern out there. I think the second thing that comes into play is what do I do in the interim? You know, I want to keep the lights on in the house. I want to keep food on the table. I want to make sure that we have a roof over our heads. And that becomes paramount across the board. So let me kind of work through a couple of things that you kind of need to sit down and do as a DJ business owner, as any business owner is, is doing right now. Sure. Um, number one, there have been um, directives by the governors. I know in New Hampshire, they're asking, you know, no foreclosures, no evictions, no turning off of electricity because of delinquent um, utility payments. Um, in the banking industry, across the board, I'm hearing we're, we're looking at deferment of payments or interest only periods. So if you have a loan, a business loan, and I can only speak from the business loan side, is you know, you may want to reach out to your bank and see about getting a payment deferment, whether it is two months, three months. I'm hearing on average it's about 90 days is what banks are considering across the board. Um, you know, call your your cell phone provider. Um, one DJ down in Pennsylvania shared with me that they reached out to AT&T and AT&T was willing to defer the April and May payment to June so that when the weddings started coming in, they could at least make those payments so they weren't tapping their reserves. Um, look at, sit down, look at your budget. Um, you know, did you have some expenditures where you were buying some new equipment? Maybe you're going to defer the purchase of that automobile, uh, the purchase of some new speakers for a couple of months till you get stabilized and you see how this affects you overall. Um, those are things you can do right now. If you are going to have to go to the to the financial institutions for a loan, you have to have a couple of things ready. Number one, you're going to need at least your tax returns or something done through the end of the year. You're going to need a budget. Um, you're going to need, okay, here's what I had in cancellations. Here's how I'm rebooking them. You want to be able to talk through the process of, you know, what, what it's impacted you. Certainly the SBA has some disaster relief loans out there, but again, they're going to be looking for updated financial information, you know, your personal financial statement. So now that we're kind of sitting in this, this is the time to dig out all that information. Maybe you do your preliminary 2019 tax returns in draft form. Um, so you can speak to how it, how it's going to affect you. We're going to want to know if we give you this this loan, um, you know, what's your plan to repay us back? And it, it it comes down to just having an idea of okay, I've got income from March and April of ten thousand dollars that's now going to be deferred until October. So therefore, I'm looking for this to cover this ten thousand dollars that would have carried me through the period. And these events that are rescheduled, I will realize that income in October, so I need kind of that gap. If you can speak to those topics, you have a much better chance of at least having somebody listen to you and offer some advice or some guidance. Um, so that's what I'm saying here. Now, at the same time, as you're doing this to fix the short-term problem, we also need to look at the long-term problem. And I'm going to go back, Rob, to my... Web, the um, 
podcast that we did before the DJ Expo. Right. And I was about to bring that all up, that you had some tips before this all even happened. And it was funny, not funny, haha, but ironic is probably the better word. You talked about that this was going to happen. I don't think when we were sitting there recording that podcast before DJ Expo last August, that you were thinking that it was going to be a worldwide pandemic. Yeah. No. I, I said we were heading we were heading into times and, and signals were pointing to a recession. We didn't know what was going to trigger that recession. But you know, all the indications were that maybe we were at the peak of the economy, a full bear run. So again, I went back to the points of are you putting aside a, a fund for a rainy day? Are you putting that disaster fund? And one of the things we said was from every gig you're doing, are you putting aside Fifty or a hundred dollars. Um, you know, were you thinking about, hey, if I really want to have a line of credit in place, do I apply for it when it was a good time? And a number of DJs have called me and said, you know, Jerry, that was great advice. I went out and I got a corporate business credit card that now they're telling me I can do a balance transfer at zero percent interest with a three percent fee. You know, right now they're getting some use of funds. Yes, regardless, you're paying a $300 fee on a $10,000 balance transfer, but again, you're netting $9,700 interest-free for a period of 12 months, which kind of takes the burden off and only making minimum payments. Yes, you have to address that issue when that expiration period comes up, but again, it was just the peace of mind knowing that I can tap this. This is one of the capital resources I can tap. Um, whether it was a home equity loan, uh, a couple of DJs said, you know, I really didn't need the home equity loan, but Hey, I went to my bank and I got a $25,000 home equity loan. I took the checks and I locked them in a, in a, in a little safe in my house, or I, or I put them in my file for an emergency fund. So those were the things that, that, that people did. So start to think about when we come out of this, putting those plans in place so that if this does ever happen again, you're prepared. Um, uh, those are things that I'm just sharing with people is to sit down and think, now's the real time. You have the opportunity to sit down around the table with your spouse or your significant other and kind of plan through this. Uh, yes, we did hear, and Rob, you know, in, in, in a number of states, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, um, up here in New England, you know, states are allowing self-employed individuals to apply for unemployment compensation. That's a positive thing. I know yep, the government exactly. is looking at issuing of the checks. Uh, the government is working with the banking industry. Um, you know, uh, we're closing branches and only doing drive up because of the contact, um, you know, the limited social interaction. You know, you think about it, people walking to a bank, they touch the door handle, they touch the teller counter. You know, we're doing all we can to clean that. But Again, it's just we're doing it to protect so that we don't spread the virus. Banks are very well capitalized. We're, you know, we, we're, we're in a position to help businesses, um, and we're working very proactively to do that. One of the things that you brought up when we did that original podcast and started talking about it, and it's something you and I both were on Dishockey uh, News TV this week. Yeah. And I was talking more about how to get through all of this. And you had a lot of great tips that were similar to what we talked about originally. 
And it's nice that we're able to go on and do that. But one of the things that really sticks out in my mind is you've got to plan for what you're going to do once they lift the bands and once they, once things begin to resume, I guess is the best way to put it. And one of the biggest tips you had is continue marketing. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's so important. Uh, And to share a little bit of insight on what we do here is we're doing proactive marketing, first of all, for our clients. And one of the things that I talked about the other night was if you haven't reached out to, and it shouldn't just be the ones for April and May, you should be reaching out to all of your clients at this point. This is a great opportunity to help them plan their event because believe it or not, they're sitting at home and they're maybe not working. So they're working on this stuff and maybe they're concerned about, okay, what happens if I have to move my wedding? Be proactive and go out there and do that with all of our network contacts. We're reaching out to them and just giving them a, hey, um, we're all in the same boat here, but just so you know, if you have a client that needs to move and their original option for entertainment or photo booth or anything that we do isn't going to pan out, we will work with them. I have one client that I'm working with right now that's postponing and the date that they're postponing to their original DJ is not available for. And what I agreed to do, and it's a Friday night, so it's not a major, major night. And the money actually wasn't too far off from what we would normally charge is I actually said to the customer, pay us what you were going to pay them as the balance. Mm -hmm. And it saved the day with their event because I came very highly recommended from the venue. So the fact that I was available personally and I was willing to say to them, listen, just whatever, send me a copy of the contract. I only want to see that what you signed up for numbers. And I looked at it and I thought about it and I said, you know what? I usually don't work Friday night. So yeah, I will do that to help the customer out. And there's an intangible on that, Jerry. And that is when this is all said and done, we as an industry are going to be judged on how we handle this whole thing. And as it is, you and I both know that the brides take to the boards when they're not happy with their vendors. It's Mm -hmm. going to carry over into this too. So we need to handle this the right way. And I see some people that are doing some things that I don't necessarily agree with, but I don't understand their business condition either. I, there's one guy who's basically saying that you're going to honor my cancellation fees even if you reschedule, meaning if your event's this Saturday, you're still going to pay me in full, and then you're going to rebook me for that date again later on. Well, and that's, and that's, and that's, that's the, the, the serious point is what you've got to really realize is, is if you accept that, can, if you've enforced that cancellation fee, here's the other option is how do you collect it? You know, are you, you know, there, there's some interesting things and Fox Feldman had a nice sort of stripped out there where people were talking about, well, I'm going to take them to court and you know, what's the likelihood of you collecting that cancellation fee? You know, do you now want to become a collection agent? So do you look at it and say, you know what? It's still a guaranteed income. I'm going to rebook it. We, we've all lost it. And, and, and it's harder when you are a small business owner, every single dollar counts. Mm-hmm. But I right. look at Main Street here in Portsmouth and I look at these stores and I look at these restaurants 
empty seats. We have a, a nonprofit theater up here that my daughter has performed in. And, you know, those seats are gone. They can never recover those seats. But what they're doing is, is they're looking forward and saying, okay, when things turn around, are we prepared to make as much income as possible? And I think we have to, as an industry, look at that, whether you're a florist, whether you're a photographer, whether you are a DJ or you're a venue, is I can't do anything about it now. If I dig my heels in and I stick to my guns and I want you to pay me the cancellation fee, and then I want you to pay me again when you rebook, what you've opened the door is, is that that person is now going to turn around and say, well, you know what? I'm going to go out there and shop. And the risk we have in that, Rob, is that those same people who do that, now you're going to have vendors that are desperate for income that are willing to slash their prices. So okay. do we now sort of get into that market? So the flip side to it is, is hey, look, you gave me the deposit. Let's talk about rebooking. I certainly, you certainly can rebook me if you rebook me on a date that I'm open. So if you're looking at October and you go from a Saturday to a Friday night and I have the Friday night available, great, I'll work with you. I think as vendors, we need to kind of pair together. Maybe you do, maybe you're not open on a Saturday, but some uh, somebody else is, okay? Hook up with that other vendor and say, look, at, I'm going to transfer this over to you. Will you accept the balance that they pay? That they pay? Do you want the date? Yes, I do. Okay, they'll pay you the balance just like you said, Rob. And now maybe they will then turn transfer that back over to me when they have the same thing happen to them and I'm not. So we've got to get together and work collectively as a team and and kind of say, how can we pair with a group of us? I mean, in Maine, we have the Maine Independent DJ Network. And, and certainly, if somebody cancels on me and I they want to rebook and it's a Friday or a Sunday night, which I normally don't work, I'm going to turn to the full-timers and say, okay, guys, this is what they owed me. I can't do it. Do you want to pick it up? And they'll just pay you what they owed me. Um, I think those those are great practices to put in place because at least you're getting the income in. The reality is, is it's going to be months or years if you're going to force the issue of you owe me in full before you collect that money. Do you have that time to value or do you need to book it in so that you know you have that income coming in? You know, just like the corporate events, you know, some of them, if they cancel, cancel permanently. But if they're going to reschedule for a later date, sit down and talk to them. Say, look, at you know, I, I've lost this income. What can you pay me now? And then let's work out sort of a sort of postponement fee. Instead of a cancellation fee, can we talk about a postponement fee? You know, is there something that they could give you? Uh, one DJ shared with me that they, the people want to postpone the wedding. And he said, no problem. I'll hold the date for you. Can you give me? You owed me a balance of $1,500. Can you send me another check for $500 and you owe me the balance of $1,000 if I transfer the date? The good thing about that is, is they got a little bit of income in now to help them through, through this crisis, but know they've got that other piece of it coming further down the road. So um, I think that that's key. I think we're going to have to start, excuse me, being creative right. on this whole end. and and. It's even as far as like, I'm in the middle of discussing a 2021 wedding with a bride and I 
said to the bride, the bride said to me, well, I'm out of work and I can't afford to pay the retainer fee. We get 40% for a retainer fee here. Mm -hmm. And I flipped it around and I said to her, I said, what can you afford to give me to just solidify the date? The retainer fee, Jerry, was like $600. Yeah. And I asked, I, I said, you know, what can you afford to give me right now? She said, I can give you 250 I said, that's great. I said, so here's what we're going to do. Send me 250 And she went online and paid it. And I said to her, I said, what we will do is starting next month, I will send you an invoice for $100. Mm-hmm. And you can pay the remainder of that $100 a month till you get yourself comfortable again. Can I tell you that that was the difference between me and one of my competitors was yep. that I was willing to actually do that and go that extra mile. Folks, I get what everybody's going to tell you. And that is, you know, your retainer fees, your retainer fee, deposit, whatever you're calling it. At the same time, we have to stop being business people for a little bit to, and we got to be human. We got to realize that they're in the same boat we are. And working with a customer is by far a better way to get more positive talk from them and more referrals from them if you really put your mind to it. Again, looking out for your best interest as well. Correct. And I think it's, it's, we have to take the human aspect in it. And there is this fear factor and it is recognized that, oh my God, I've lost my income stream because this came on so fast and so rapidly. And, you know, we watched what occurred in China. We watched what occurred in Italy. Cases weren't surfacing and it, it just hit us so fast that people weren't prepared for this. They didn't take the time to step back. Oh, it's not going to happen to us. And we are in that situation. We will come out of this. Um, if you look at the economy over the past 10 years, our economy has grown because of consumer spending. The dollars aren't going away. People aren't being laid off other than within the restaurant, hospitality industry. But our core industries, people are now working from home. They're, they're not, we don't see these massive layoffs. And as of yet, as of yet, and I have to qualify that, mm-hmm. but people have built nest eggs. People have, people have put money aside for this rainy day. Are they going to, maybe if I had $10,000 to put a new roof on, well, can I get one more season out of the roof? I, I'm going to delay that project. Am I ready to buy a new car? Well, I don't want to go out jumping in cars with coronavirus. So I'm going to put that purchase off for two months. But I think once we come out of this and as, as you know, our, our governmental leaders have said, you know, we're, this wave is going to crest and then it's going to die out and it may take until July or August. But I think there's that pent up demand. We're social. We want the social interaction. We, we enjoy going out to dinner. One of the people in the bank said, you know, um, my, my wife and I go out every Friday and Saturday night, and yeah, we're saving money, but we miss seeing the people that we enjoy seeing, and, and we can't wait till this gets lifted because we're going to go back and patronize those restaurants. And I think that's the, the support that's going to come out of this, and this is my own two cents, is that we're going to want to support small business on the streets, and we're going to want to go back and patronize those businesses that had to suffer through this and we want to support them. Um, and even we have a local bakery in town and, and Mary Green, who owns it, it's called Bread and Rose, is fantastic. Mary put out there, you know, I'm sorry I had to lay off my people and, 
You know, I had to close my doors, hardest thing I've ever done in my career. And the outpouring from people in the community was, Mary, we're going to be first in line when you're ready to open. Oh, tell us when, when you get the okay to reopen. I can't wait to get my bread or I can't wait to get my cookie. So that's in the mind of people. And I think we have to keep that positive thought that these brides do want to get married. It just right now is not the right time. Um, the other thing is we have the opportunity. I, gentlemen, I got coffee at Cumberland Farms. Him and his new wife did a quiet ceremony. They were supposed to get married the first weekend in March. They had a whole trip that they spent three years planning to go to Japan to see the cherry blossoms, to see a certain band play out there. The whole thing was canceled. He said to me, you know what? We're going for a slummy moon. And he said, we, we found a little inn that's still open that we're going to go up. We're going to spend the weekend at the inn. He said, we're going to bring up some food with us. Um, he said, but as soon as we can, we're going to reschedule that trip. He said, and then we're going to have our wedding reception in a year. He said, I'll look to find an off date again, March or April. And he said, but the thing is, we would have saved enough money that now we can invite more people and do more things than we would have done at this original wedding. So there's a positive mindset that we got to take away from that, that this gentleman was looking at the opportunity and he didn't want to say, well, that's it. We eloped. Our honeymoon is off. Life goes on. He was thinking positively. And as entertainers and as DJs, we have to kind of think, what are our customers thinking about? What are they thinking? What, is, what are they talking about? So let's have the conversation. If your conversation starts out with, okay, you're canceling your wedding. You owe me $1,800. Person's not going to open up with you. <laughs> that's but, not going to go well. It's not going to go over well at all. Hey, hey, we know this is trying times. And yes, I'm, I'm disappointed that for you, that your day is not what it's going to be. And my heart goes out to you and your fiance. What can I do to help? What, is, what are you guys thinking about? And how can I continue to be part of the most important day of your life? And then step back. And I think if we maybe kind of think about that, is that going to help us overall? Is that going to help our industry overall? Yes, money is, is the mind of thought. Pay the bills, keep the lights on. But our government and our local municipalities are doing stuff to help us that. Allow that to work itself and concentrate on the future revenue stream. Don't destroy it. And that's just it. You can't put a price, Jerry, on future goodwill. And that's why I think it's so important to be that kind of accommodating uh, in your business, especially with these circumstances. As you said, when we, when we started off our conversation today, this is unprecedented. I mean, the last time anything even close to this was going to happen was around September 11th of 2001. Yeah. I mean, that was really the last time that things just kind of stopped for a little while. And I think that we've got to focus on that. We've got to focus on taking care of our customers so that we can take care of our business. And I think the communication is important. I think taking care of yourself and taking what you have to do to get through all of this is really important. And, you know, the financial stuff that you've given us today has been really helpful. I think the big thing, though, at the end of the day is to remember that we are going to get through this. And, you know, we talked a little bit about alliances and, you know, 
if you're in a marketing, you're a single op and you have to reschedule a date to another date that you're already booked, do you have a colleague that you can call up and say, hey, Jerry, look it, I've got a little situation here. I have a client that's moving their date and the only date they can get is a date that I'm already booked. Can you help me? And what's going to be refreshing about that entire conversation is you're going to, A, look like the hero handing that off to somebody you know and trust, and B, it gets the client back into a comfort zone again. If you really think about the sales process, you spend time, and in this day and age, it's not a lot of time, but you spend some time developing rapport and trust with a client from the day you meet them or talk to them or introduce your services to them. Yeah. You've got to remember that in this whole thing. But at the end of the day, like you said, we're, this is going to pass. I want to share something with you, and, and you may not know this. Um, I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but if I can take a quick minute that sure. maybe we'll bring to light about how important it is to think about you and to think about your family. You brought up September 11th, 2001. Um, my wife and I had planned a trip to Hawaii to renew our 15th, 15 year wedding anniversary. The week before 9-11, we flew into the mainland of Hawaii. We were on the big island and then we flew over to Kauai. We had actually scheduled a vow renewal ceremony on the beach on September 11th. We had arranged a Hawaiian priest. We had the, the conch shell. Um, my wife purchased a second white dress. I had a tuxedo. We woke up that morning in Hawaii, and we were not aware of what had occurred on the mainland. Um, it wasn't until we went into the concierge lounge did we discover what had happened. We were frightened. We, we didn't know, oh, my God, here we are in Hawaii, and this is happening. Our country is shutting down. And the general manager of the Hyatt Kauai came into the lounge because he knew we were doing this because the whole lounge was all excited. They were treating it as a special wedding day for us. And he came up to my wife and I and he said, in this moment of tragedy in our nation, he said, I ask that the two of you do not postpone what you are doing tonight. And we looked at each other and we said, okay. He sent a note around to all the guests. My wife and I, at five o'clock in the evening, as the sun was preparing to set, renewed our wedding vows on the beach of Kanapali Beach in Kauai at the Hyatt with everything that we had planned to do. Um, and all the guests were gathered around and um, we renewed our wedding vows. Had a private dinner on the beach that night. Um, and we gave hope to everybody that was there that was now stranded for the next two weeks in Hawaii. And that took away a very valuable lesson. We pulled together strangers, complete strangers, pulled together in unison. And we became united at the hotel. We were told we weren't going to leave the island for a month. Think about that. People running out of money because they had planned a vacation. And the hotel pulled up and said, we're going to do... $5 dinners at the various restaurants every other night. Hey, pay whatever you can for your room. We're asking a minimum of $25. Um, we, we made friends by the pool. Um, you know, uh, it really pulled together. We were stranded there one additional week. 
Um, but you know what? We pulled together. And in this time, strangers and, and DJs or, or caterers you've never met, you know, that's the time when strangers come together. So it really hit me hard on 9-11. My wife had hit hard. Um, I had worked at the World Trade Center at one point for a very short period of time. Um, but it was the uni unison and, and saying we can we overcame it and that as a nation we united. As a nation, we're going to unite as this. As a DJ industry, we need to unite together. We don't need to work against each other. We, we need to find cooperation and teamwork in helping each other out. Is it true some of us in our industry are not going to survive this? Absolutely. But those of us that do survive are going to come out stronger, better business people, better uh, serving our clients. Um, I think this is going to work positively, not only for business, but more importantly, reuniting the family units. It's great to sit down and watch a TV show with my daughter and not having to drive her all over the place. So. <laughs> um, sure. And you know what? Your daughter's a very busy woman these days or was before this all happened. We've had conversations. Listen, yeah. Jerry, I appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule. I know you're still working through all this at the bank. Yeah. And giving us some insight. And we're going to have you back again, maybe in a week or two, to talk a little bit about how things are going or um, we might even do, I'm thinking, Jerry, we might even do a show where we can talk about um, resources that might be available. Actually, yeah, let's, let's stop for the second. You know what? We're recording, but I can cut that out. Do you have a list of resources, Jerry, that I can put in the uh, show notes? That as of yet, let's just leave it, Rob, that we will reconnect. Yeah. We'll, we'll have a follow-up podcast next week, and hopefully Jerry will have some more updates for us and just leave sure. it at that. Let's backtrack. All right. Three, two, one. Hey, Jerry, listen, I know you're a very busy person. You're still working at the bank, right? Correct. Yeah. Awesome. Even though there's no customers coming in, you still have things to do. And I'm going to let you get back to that. But can we bring you back in in about a week or two to just talk about how things are going and, and maybe elaborate a little bit more on what's next? Yeah, absolutely. I think that'd be a good idea. And Rob, again, I'm going to reach out to the community. People know where to reach me on Facebook, on LinkedIn, certainly more than happy to, to, to address individual concerns and more than happy to, to kind of give people my two cents if it makes them feel more comfortable or just have somebody who's kind of in the thick of it to be able to calm your nerves a little bit. Well, I think that's a great idea, and I'm looking forward to having you back on the show. Folks, the Mobile DJ Business Podcast, believe it or not, we still have to pay uh, our bills here. So we want to take a moment and say thank you to speedquizzing.com for being our sponsor. If when all of this is all done and all the bars and restaurants go back into business again, you're looking to add trivia to your lineup, check out speedquizzing.com. It is all done on smartphones, so no pens, no paper, no cheating. And it's a lot of fun. Check it out today at speedquizzing.com. Or if you're looking to fill your weekday schedule, check out the Bubble Parties business program. Now's the time to get involved because daycares, believe it or not, are still planning their summer programs. And you can be a part of it with the Bubble Parties business program. Check out bubbleparties.com. Folks, thanks for being on today. There will be more content. We are back. My name's Rob Peters. Thanks for listening to the Mobile DJ Business Podcast. You've been listening to the Mobile DJ Business Podcast. Give us your ideas for future guests, questions, or topics, or just stay informed about upcoming episodes on our Facebook page or visit www.mobiledjpodcast.biz. 
The Mobile DJ Business Podcast is a production of Ron Peters Entertainment, all rights reserved.